All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Settle Down Podcast. This is episode number five. Uh, we got a special guest today, Johnny Lazarus. Um, Johnny is a media personality for the NHL. Uh, what you have a podcast for the Rangers, the Blue Coupon. Um, you got a pretty good resume too. You got uh, was it writer for the Hockey News? Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I done. Kind of, <laughs> but um, I met Johnny in Nashville the night of the draft. It was all kind of crazy, just like how it came up mm-hmm. um i had had two friends move to nashville and i wanted to go see them and visit them and i was like oh my god the draft is in nashville this year i feel like i kind of have to go to that um and then i saw chicklets they were posting about they were going to go and i was like holy shit like what are the odds i run into them and then <clears throat> sure enough like i was tr- like trying to see i didn't really know where they were going to be where you guys all were but um my friend was just like let's go to Taco Aldean's. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I'm down. She got to go like into the draft. I had to stay outside like a bum. Um, but uh, yeah, then we got up there. I saw Biz and I was like, oh my God, this is happening. Like they're all here. Um, and then Grinelli actually introduced me to you guys. Yeah. The empty netters guys. And yeah, they gave me, you guys gave me great advice just to keep, keep pushing on. Um, and at that point we were a little bit smaller in our podcast stuff. Like, We'd only had our one show and we were filming in our friend's apartment. Um, and then, yeah, thanks to you, we found all this stuff, um, everything like that. So, but other than that, though, uh, Rangers are looking good, Johnny. How do you, yeah. how do you feel about this season with them? Meanwhile, you always fuck up the first take. That was pretty good, dude. Yeah, no, no. I, it was, it was great meeting you in Nashville. And, and listen, yeah. like, I, I think, um, you know, I, I meet a lot of younger guys, but I could tell right away from you, Sean, you were just like, you know, a hungry kid that was actually like yeah. willing to learn. Right. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of younger kids ask me for advice and then I never hear from them again. You know, like mm-hmm. you asked me for advice and you kept in touch and that's like a yeah. huge part of how you build out a, you know, a pot. it's just all about yeah. relationships and friendships. And you were a genuine kid who just wanted to like shoot the shit, hang out, yeah. have a drink, you know? Yeah. That too. Um, it was just like, yeah. yeah. You didn't like ask for anything. You were just kind of hanging yeah. out. But, yeah. uh, I, okay. where in Idaho are you guys? Are you both in Idaho? Yeah. We're yeah. both in Boise. Um, Boise? Yeah, so he went. Uh, I went to Boise State for a couple of years. Um, dropped out like my sophomore year around COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, we just started working full time. Uh, Gally, you graduated. What, yeah, last? I graduated twenty twenty two. I was working for the Idaho Steelheads, a East oh, nice. ECHL team uh, around yeah. here for for the past year. So and now I'm working for a marketing company here. So uh, cool. super fucking fun working for them. But uh, yeah, on a, on to other things now. Well, I bet you guys judged me as a New Yorker that I wouldn't know shit about Idaho, but I actually, believe it or not, and I know this is going to come up, but my roommate in junior hockey in Wichita Falls was actually from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So oh, no way. I went no to his shit. wedding a couple of summers ago in okay. Coeur d'Alene and got to spend some time yeah. there. And it is a very underrated city, Coeur d'Alene oh, especially. Yeah. It's a hidden gem. Like I heard uh, sure. like Bieber has a house there yeah. and shit. Gretzky, like, Gretzky has yeah. a house there too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sweet. Do I don't you... know how far it is from Boise, but yes, Idaho is um... not. It's like five or six hours. You yeah. hit you oh. hit uh, Lake Port Wayne at all though <laughs> up there. Yeah, it's like at huh? the very north part of Idaho. Uh, we're at the very like southern part of Idaho. But uh, yeah, yeah, do you hit uh, Lake Port Wayne up there? Oh yeah, I went on like a like a boat tour and stuff. It was it was pretty cool. Fuck yeah, um, that's sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. I love I loved it there. I had a great weekend. That's badass, cool. man. Yeah, Port Wayne. Uh, my brother, he played. So my brother is what sixteen now. Uh, he played up in Port Wayne. My dad mm-hmm. would like drive him up there every weekend. Um, but yeah, he played out there in Corner Lane because they have a pretty good um, <clears throat> academy team out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Corner Lane's awesome. I went there 
about back in 2018. But yeah, it's super pretty. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, when I knew like Gretzky had a house there, I was like, okay, this place is yeah, pretty legit. But yeah, um, yeah well, um, yeah, to start it off, one of our <laughs> first questions, Gally, you can go. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. I was just kind of curious, you know, uh, you know, growing up in the Northeast, playing hockey. You know, I'm from a non-traditional hockey market in Montana and Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of curious, you know, what what your route was, you know, growing up playing hockey and uh, kind of how you ended up in Wichita Falls too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll try to keep it shorter, but um, yeah, you know, growing up for me, like hockey wasn't very popular. Like, you know, I was one of like two of my close friends that really played it. Uh, believe it or not, I like wanted to be in the NBA till I was like 10 years old. Like I <laughs> loved Stephon Marbury. I was a huge Knicks fan. Yeah. Uh, and I played like all, you know, I played all sports. So I played soccer. I played baseball. I played basketball, hockey. Um, I actually played a lot of roller hockey when I was younger. So like ice wasn't even really a thing for me until I was in fifth grade. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I think I always just like, you know, I, the way I describe myself, I wasn't like a hockey player. I was just like a kid who loved hockey. Like I, I wasn't like a yeah. rink rat or like. You know, I didn't, I didn't skate at 6 a.m. Like, you know, I just, I always just like came home from school, threw on my rollerblades and just like fucked around in the driveway and like loved hockey. Like everything I did revolved around hockey. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as I got older, I like, I think I went to a Boston college game when I was in sixth grade. And that's when I was like, oh my God, like college hockey is sick. Like I want to do this. Uh, and then, you know, by the time I was in eighth grade, I had quit every other sport. Um, you know, funny story. My dad actually like made me quit baseball in fifth grade. He's like, I can't can't watch this shit anymore you can't you can't play uh, <laughs> so um you know that was that was funny but uh yeah it was tough to let go of basketball like i really love basketball and i still tried to play when i was younger i play a little bit pickup now but i suck now um which yeah. is a shame because i really yeah, love playing that. yeah it's uh, when you lose when you lose it like there's nothing worse getting older and you like used to be good at something and you just can't figure yeah. it out anymore like that is the most frustrating thing on the planet um yeah. <laughs> but then you know back to your wichita falls question so like you know, I didn't even know like really what junior hockey was till I was in like 11th grade. Uh, that's when I started getting attention okay. from like USHL teams and NA teams. And, um, you know, my parents didn't play. My dad didn't play. I didn't have a brother that played. Like I have one older sister. Um, so I didn't come from like a huge like sport family. Uh, my dad played lacrosse growing up and he always tried to push lacrosse on me and I just didn't really like it. Um, yeah. So I kind of learned like with my parents, right? Like uh, we had coaches reach out and I would go to like all these showcases and stuff and just you know, learn about all these different junior programs, junior teams. And um, like I said, like in 11th grade is when I really started to get attention. And, uh, you know, my senior year of high school, I didn't even apply to college. I fully committed to it. Like I had to sit down with my parents and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And my, my dad always said, like, you can always go back to school if you need. It's always going to be there. Like my dad didn't even Definitely. like really go, really go to college. So um, it's not like I grew up with like this like crazy, you know, you have to go here. You have to do this. You have to do that. Yeah. Um, kind of upbringing which like a lot of my friends honestly you know for the most part did have like you know my high school friend group a lot of parents like went to Michigan or like you know big 10 schools and you know I think sometimes in the environment I grew up in it was a little bit competitive in that sense Uh, and a lot of people like didn't understand that I wasn't going to go to college right right away Um, but Wichita Falls luckily luckily enough uh, tendered me so they like before the draft they kind of had my rights Um, and I went to the Sioux Falls Stampede tryout um, two years in a row and was cut as an alternate back to back year. So I ended up much tough balls. And I mean, I, I loved it there. Like, you know, being, a, and, and there were some tough times too, which I'm sure we'll get into, but yeah, I didn't even know where which tough balls was in the map. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. made the team in Chicago out of training camp and, uh, or main camp and just 
picked up and moved after my senior high school. So I had graduated high school and then, you know, moved on to junior, but yeah, it was, uh, an eye opener for sure. Definitely. And, uh, I guess, you know, like how, how was that process getting into Wichita? So were you, you know, scouted out of, you know, high school, were you playing high school at the time? Or are you playing lower level juniors? I was playing lower level junior, like high school hockey wasn't a big thing for me. Um, where okay. I'm from in, in Long Island, it's like, it's kind of like house league. Um, like I played in like ninth and 10th grade, but then once travel picked up, it's just too much time. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's funny. Like, uh, I'll tell a good story. So when I was tendered Wichita falls, um, and I was at the first two falls stampede tryout, I actually forgot my skates at home, uh, for the, tri- <laughs> for, the for the tryout. No, I, I land, yeah. I land in Minnesota and I'm like, or my dad was like, your bag felt a little bit lighter, like on the scale. And I was like, oh, I, like, I took my, my skates out last night to dry. And my dad, honestly, like my dad was a very, uh, I guess, anxious person and like you know cleaned out my bag like for freeze all my shit like he took care of my dad like took care of myself i was yeah. very lucky um and he was like i don't think i put your skates back in your bag and i was like oh my oh. god like like what are we supposed to do so Fuck. I, I called my coach at the time bob thornton i'm like bob i left my skates at home like what do i do and he goes tell me you got sick go home like don't even don't even try to like skate yeah. uh and i was like i'm not doing that like i just flew here like i'm gonna skate so I had to call the Stu Falls Stampede coaches and I borrowed a pair of skates for the first night. And the head coach to Wichita Falls nice. was at the camp, like watching. Yeah. And I couldn't fucking move in these skates. Like I <laughs> like I don't know if like for anyone that doesn't play hockey, like it's not like you're borrowing a pair yeah. of sneakers and you can just run. No, like, skates you gotta break skates, in here. Yeah. yeah, skates are and everyone has like a different sharpening. Like I yeah, couldn't yeah. fucking move out there. And wow. John LaFontaine, who was the head coach at the time, Pat's brother. Um Okay. Literally, literally said the first time I saw you, I was like, "Why did we tender this kid?" <laughs> like, he's like, <laughs> uh, so that's, that's a, a good story. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how Wichita Falls found me and, and whatnot. But uh, that's cool. a story I definitely love to tell. Yeah. Nice. So Lafontaine, what, what's your connection with him? Uh, so John, John Lafontaine, Pat's older brother, was the head coach of Wichita Falls. So I actually yeah. played against Dan, who's Pat's son on Long Island growing up. Um, they actually won the national championship the year we played against them. They actually had like a, a cool like NHL network documentary that year called making of a Royal, which like followed Pat and his team, like throughout the national championship. Um, you know, a, a kid highlighted in that is Justin Bailey. Who's in the NHL. I forget which team he's on right now. I think he was in Vancouver. Um, but it was a pretty cool, like, uh, you know, a little docuseries and whatnot. But yeah, I, I played a little bit with Dan, Pat's son. And, um, Pat's brother, John, was my coach for two years who I, like, couldn't say more good things about. Like, he is, you know, the coolest guy. Actually, you know, funny enough, the first time I saw him since playing there, I ran into him on the ice after Vegas won the cup, final, like, won the cup. Like, he was just, oh, like, really? his daughter's He's... married to Teddy, to Teddy Bluger, and I didn't know that. And oh. he, like, we just, like, locked eyes, like, on the ice. I was like, yeah. Wow. That's so funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Um, and we're, so you played, after Wichita, you played UMass, right? Two years? Yeah, so um, I went to UMass my freshman year and sophomore year, and then I transferred to Mercyhurst um, like midway through sophomore year. You played with Kale for a year, right? For a semester, for a semester, semester so okay. for like four months. Um, okay. You know, it's actually funny. I uh, <laughs> it's kind of a silly story, but uh, at UMass when I was there, they made the freshmen and like sophomores come back in the summers to train and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I had actually played in the this thing you guys definitely don't know it this thing called the maccabee games which is like the jewish olympics in israel so i oh, played wow. for team usa like you know yeah. all jewish athletes in israel for the summer for like three weeks oh. and my first day back on campus in the summer was kale's first day 
So oh. I was like, fuck the boys would be so happy I'm back. And it was just all about Kale. And I was like, oh, all about Kale, yeah. sucks. <laughs> um, but even I was like, oh my God, this is sick. Like Kale just got drafted yeah. overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the first time I did like a one-on-one against him, I was like, oh my God, this kid is so sick. Like, you got toasted? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I held my own, but he was. Did you know he, he was what was sick. the one thing you noticed about him that was just like, that stood out to other players? So, here's the thing about kale mccarr and we actually talked about this like so i still do like the umass games like color commentary and stuff and we were talking about this in the the training room the other night like post game and if you look at him or at least back then it's not like he's putting up the most weight in the gym it's not like he's the strongest looking guy he is just a freak on his skates like he you put skates on he becomes the strongest guy like on the planet like there's no knocking him down there's no muscling him he actually had this move which i never had seen before up until that point where I mean, I'm sure it's popular now. I don't see a lot of guys do it, but he did a reverse hit. So, like, he'd have the puck, and a, a four-checker would come to hit him. He'd somewhat, like, leave the puck and hit the guy back as he's going to get hit yeah. and yeah. knock the guy on his ass because the four-checker wouldn't see that coming, and then he'd yeah. hit the puck up. It was, like, the first time I saw him do that, I was like, this kid is a freak. Like, that was sick. Yeah. Um, I think he, he might have stole that from me because my dad <laughs> – Yeah, that's, that's your my move? My dad always – yeah, he always used to tell me, he's like, you either be the hammer or the nail. Yeah. Yeah. You posted like, clips on TikTok? Maybe he saw it on TikTok. I, maybe he did. It was on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Like, way down at the bottom. But there's, like, one play where this guy comes in and I and his shoulder checked him back. But, um, yeah, no, he definitely didn't steal it from me. <laughs> yeah. No, but that was the thing I noticed. He was just, like – such a freak athlete um yeah and you wouldn't be able to tell by by looking at him yeah yeah so i guess uh i mean i know you did uh both umass and mercyhurst what was it like playing like in the hockey east uh you know going around to those different schools and you know boss college and and whatnot what can you just touch on that a little bit it was so sick uh it really was like i mean these some of these schools um you know maine for one is like my favorite place that i ever played at like that place was so loud people just loved it um and i'll tell like one cool story one experience i got to have was my freshman year we played in a frozen fenway game so we played outdoor at fenway park which was my first time there which was super cool and we played against bu which that year you know seven guys on bu were guys that just won the world junior in that crazy shootout game that you know the troy terry the sh- mm-hmm. that 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 year so it was mcavoy mm-hmm. keller greenway okay. um trying to think who else I'm, I'm blanking right now but those three definitely stood out so they literally won the world juniors and two days later we played them at fenway park <laughs> and i'm pretty sure they were still hung over from celebrating that channel. <laughs> yeah. but that was like the most scared i've ever been to play against a hockey team i was like these kids are mm-hmm. gonna fucking kill us um but we held our own we lost five three but that was super cool just like you know being at fenway park yeah. representing your school and you know, having yeah. like probably eight to ten thousand people there, even though it's you know doesn't seem like a lot in a in a big baseball stadium, but it was it was super cool. And you know, just being in Boston, like I didn't grow up in a big college hockey like area, like I didn't root for any college teams growing up. But when you're yeah. there, you just it's such a young city that like people are so passionate about it, and um, it was it was super cool to just like be in Boston where everyone just like kind of follows and knows and loves college hockey. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so then after that, Mercyhurst. Um, after the Mercers, I remember one of the podcasts I was listening to that you were on, you'd said pretty much after that, you kind of started getting into media yeah. after COVID happened, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, pro- like pre, right pre COVID I was there. So I graduated 2020. So that's kind of like when I was okay. starting it. 
And then COVID mm-hmm. hit and it kind of helped me do that yeah. stuff. Um, but like my Mercier's experience was just so night and day from my UMass experience in that like, mm-hmm. you know, my freshman year I played a lot and I, and I, you know, was, was solid. I had like nine points, five goals freshman year. Um, and sophomore year, I just like didn't, I couldn't crack the lineup. Like I played two games with scratch the rest of the way. And I, you know, I tell people if I had not played freshman year and, you know, kind of tried to earn it more that I would have ended up staying at UMass, but because I had a taste of it, all I wanted to do was play. And, you know, at the time it was definitely an emotional decision to leave because I loved my social life at UMass. Like I really had, you know, a lot of friends on different teams and, um, even in like fraternities and stuff, but I wasn't happy like at the rink every day you know, toward the end of it where, you know, I'm a pretty happy go lucky person. And I I think for most hockey players, a lot of your happiness away from the rink comes from the success in the rink. And it was starting to affect my social life. Like, you know, not playing and whatnot. I was just beating myself up and I was really tough myself and I didn't want to do that for like another three years. So, you know, I decided to go to Mercyhurst and, you know, I got the opportunity to play, but, you know, at that time there was no like transfer portal and you had to sit out for a year. So I had to redshirt for a year and I couldn't travel with the Damn. team on weekends and I couldn't play in games. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to pick up a hobby because I'm like losing yeah. my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of like, you know, I was doing media stuff at UMass. I was an intern in the media department. Like I, it's funny, I would do like our pregame write-ups. So I'd try oh. to throw my name in there every now and then. Like, <laughs> oh, watch yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, so I, I got to Mercyhurst and I was like, I need to make, you know, it's, it's going from a 25,000 student school to like a 5,000 student school. So it was, yeah. it was pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, so I just like went to the media department one day and I was like, you know, I'd love to intern any way I can, like do a talk show or something. And they were very welcoming and they kind of just like, let me start some with my friend Leah Kern and Chris Mikowski. And we started like our own talk show around campus and, you know, got to interview other athletes and stuff. And that's really where I found like the love for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, back to what I was saying before, like I played at Mercier's, but my social life, I didn't love. It was just like, you know, yeah. coming from New York, I'm a, you know, my graduating high school class had like 600 people. Um, you know, I come from a pretty big town and it just, it just wasn't like fulfilling enough for me, um, you know, away from the rink. So I always just like look to do more. And uh, that's why, like, you know, I do say everything happens for a reason, because I think had I stayed yeah. at UMass, I would have had way more distractions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I luckily enough, like got an internship with the Otters from that. And um, yeah, like I, I really just, you know, loved everyone at Mercyhurst. It just, the, the social life, it was just like, you know, we go to one bar and it was the same group and it, it's, you know, it's nice to have, you know, a, a core group of friends, but it's also tough to know you're not going to meet anyone new for the most part, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, yeah. pretty small school. It's private, correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. So what, um, what was Lake Erie like? That's in Lake Erie, correct? Oh my God, man. That place it snows every day. And you guys probably know up in Idaho, like yeah, I, I am yeah. not a winter guy. Like I do not yeah. like, I don't snowboard. I don't ski. I don't do any of that shit. Like I play hockey. That's, <laughs> that's as close as, <laughs> as I'll get. Like that's it. Um, so I was, you know, I wasn't the happiest guy up, up there scraping off the car five days a week, but uh, yeah. you know, definitely make the most of it. Um, yeah. What I, what I want to go there you know, for a, a long period of time again, probably not. Uh, but I was grateful for the opportunity I got. Like, you know, Erie is a, a really fun town and I think you can almost have fun anywhere, you know, if you make it fun. So yeah. um, I think that was the attitude of a lot of the guys. Like, you know, even when it snowed, like we still found ways to have fun. And trust me, when there's a nice day though, that's, that's fucking fun. Up oh, in Erie. Like if it's 60, yeah. 60 degrees and sunny out, you treat it like it's 90 in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is uh yeah, we got the beer die going out in like March when it's fifty five. You know, that's awesome. Um, yeah, 
but yeah, I don't want to, you know, I, I loved my time at Mercy years just for different reasons. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for that for sure. Yeah. No, so awesome. you, uh, you mentioned beard. I, uh, big tosser. Well, I haven't in years because there's no really there's no like place to play in, in New York. I live in Brooklyn, but there's no place to play beer die out here. So yeah, uh, totally. I definitely played a lot of it when I was younger. I love that game. I mean, like I'm not yeah. I don't need beer pong. I do like 21 cup. That's my personal favorite. Yeah. But uh yeah, beer die on a on a nice spring nice day, day. Yeah. No better bad. Yeah, we did that uh what was it, spring break twenty twenty one. We went up to McCall, which is like half well not half it's like three hours from here. Mm-hmm. Um and we were on a like rented an Airbnb and we were on a golf course in the snow. And it was like spring break, but spring break yeah. here is not it's winter. Winter still. break? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much winter break. So we were on the <laughs> golf course, but it's covered in snow and we were playing beer dye in like sweaters and yeah. uh, like pants and stuff. But still good yeah, vibes though. Yeah, no, it was fun. Um but yeah, um let's see. So now after college and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of explain how you got that in with the NHL and like now you're doing content with them, Bleacher Report, all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a it's a tough story to make short. Um, so I'll do the best I can. Yeah, yeah. But my so I graduated 2020, COVID just happened. And, you know, I started my own podcast at the time that I was doing with a buddy of mine. And, um, you know, I was kind of going back and forth on if I wanted to continue playing and try to play pro, but my ceiling like wasn't very high. Like I knew I wouldn't, you know, even like I, I had a hard time even cracking like the East coast league. So, you know, I, I didn't want to put too much emphasis on my pro career, but I did want to give it a shot just to say that I played mm-hmm. pro. Um, yeah. But I got a lot of good advice from people that said like, you know, if you know your ceiling is what it is, just, just start media now because, you know, Kobe Cohen, who's a huge mentor of mine who I'm actually going to be doing a lot of work with in the near future said like, you know, I, he, he was a black ace with the Bruins when they won the cup, but he does media now. And he had wished that he had hung him up a little bit earlier just to be further in advance in his media career now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, you know what? COVID like, I'm just going to see what I can do and see what I can get out of this media thing. And at the time it was difficult because I was, you know, also a college graduate looking to find a job and make some money living at home. Like, it was a really difficult time, but the one thing I had that kind of was my purpose waking up every day was doing media stuff and interviewing people. And, um, you know, not to say COVID was great for me, which, you know, I feel horrible that so many people had to go through so many terrible things, yeah, but yeah. having that access to people who were just looking to kill 30 minutes of their day was huge. Like I got yeah. so many interviews with guys that just were willing to hop on a computer to talk to me, you know? So, yeah. um, if it weren't for COVID, I don't even know if I would be where I am right now. Um, and I think a big thing too, which my initial connection kind of came with, with the NHL, um, I'm sure this is a guy you guys might know, but September of 2020, I'm friends with, uh, Bob Mennery's managers. You guys know Bob. Oh yeah. Bob Bob Mennery. He was like the voice of Buffalo wild wings. He did some stuff with the Nelk boys for a bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, He does like a funny commentator voice over videos on social media and stuff, but I got to yeah, he's funny as shit. I got a random call one day from, you know, my friend Matt, who was one of his managers and was like, Hey, like, I know you're unemployed. I know you like Bob Menry stuff. Like, do you want to move to LA tomorrow and like be his assistant? And I was like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, let me ask my mom. Yeah. Like I'm down. Uh, so, you know, I call my parents and I said like, this is a great opportunity for me. Like I got nothing else going on right now. Like just one. And I, and a, a huge thing, I think, just to be successful in this career path, you have to say yes to everything, or at least most yeah. things. 
Like yeah. you never know where one thing can lead you. So, mm-hmm. you know, on a whim, I packed the suitcase, couched her for like three months in LA and worked with Bob pretty closely, which was like super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made the connection with Steve Mayer, who was the chief content officer at the time and mm-hmm. still, you know, is a very high up man at the NHL. And yeah. I, he, I knew he was a Bob fan. So I was like, Hey, like I work with Bob Menry. I'm his personal assistant. I think it'd be great to have some collaboration between the NHL and Bob. I think there'd be a great audience, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And nothing really came from that conversation because Bob ended up actually like leaving LA and going to Arizona and not needing me anymore. So that I moved back home. Um, but I just kept in touch with Steve. So when I first started my Ranger show, uh, which the believe podcast network, like reached out to me and they said, Hey, we do a show for all sports teams. We need a Ranger guy. Would you want to do it? And I was like, definitely like, yes. Yeah. Um, so I interviewed Steve, he came on my show and we just kind of formed this relationship and kept in touch. And then, you know, randomly in the 2022 playoffs, I got a LinkedIn message from Paulie V, who was a producer at the NHL. And he was like, we're doing this low budget show called Third Period Live. We think you'd be great for it. Do you have any interest? And I was like, uh, yeah, down. Uh, yeah. Um, and that's kind of just what started my career. But, um, you know, it's really just been, you know, timing is almost everything, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sean, I think I told you in Nashville, like, you just got to put yourself out there. Like, yeah. um, if you're consistent, like enough people will see you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's a huge thing. Um, yeah. like I, I see your guys clips all the time. Like they come up and, yeah, uh, awesome. I think that's, yeah. I think that's huge. Like I know who you guys yeah. are, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's pretty much how it all got started. Cool. Yeah. I remember, um, one thing I remember you telling me, um, when we were in Nashville, I remember you saying like, it only fails if you quit. Yeah. And that was something yeah. I, mean, I still take to this day. And I look back at a good drug memory, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, just like, that was like one of the biggest things that stuck. I remember Chris and Dan saying to get on Twitter or something like, like they're just like, well, I told them to get on Twitter because their Twitter sucked at the time. And now they're buzzing. Uh, really? Yeah. Now they are. Um, <laughs> they, uh, yeah. I remember you saying that. And like, even, I mean, I look back on anything I've done, um, like not looking at, it's not necessarily failing at something. It's just, you gave up on it. And yeah. It's not like a thing to take. So I appreciate you saying that. I've been seeing a lot of you on your Instagram with you being with the Rangers in like the press room asking um, head coach, all that stuff. Is that like, what are you doing now with them? Is it all like, how did you get that? So I cover the Rangers through the hockey news. So like, I'm not a full-time beat reporter, but I do cover the team, you know, as much as I personally can. Cause right now I'm, I'm I'm not hired full-time by anyone. Everything I do Mm -hmm. is kind of freelance, um, which is good because I can kind of do a ton of different things. Um, But also it does have its, you know, cons because i don't have great health insurance uh you know which which matters when you're older than 26 you guys don't yeah. talk about that yet, i don't think yeah um but yeah so i i uh cover the team for the hockey news so i go to every home game and i will be going to some most road games if i can um you know based on travel and scheduling and whatnot uh so that's been a blast and the hockey news has been a you know very historic magazine for for years i grew up reading it and um you know, I'm pretty sure they were tied to Sports Illustrated for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they kind of did a whole revamp last year, and I saw they didn't have a Rangers writer. So um, my good buddy, Stefan Rosner, covers – I think you met him too in Nashville. He covers the Islanders for the Hockey News, and I reached out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, hey, like, do they need a Rangers writer? And he was like, yeah, I don't think they have one. So I just reached out, and, uh, you know, luckily they gave me the opportunity. Yeah, that's cool. Um, well, yeah, the next thing I have here, um, I see a lot, like on Bleacher Report, how – 
you kind of face to face with a lot of these NHL players or mm. Roberto Luongo, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, all that <laughs> stuff. What is that yeah. like for you? Just kind of is it like kind of surreal sometimes, where you're just like, "Holy oh, shit, I'm talking to Sidney Crosby right now." On the ice. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's definitely the few that are like, I'm st- even at 27 years old, I'm still like, holy shit. Um, yeah. But also, like, for me, it's, I don't want to say I've never really been starstruck, but, you know, I, I know a lot of, like, the guy, like, I grew up playing with a lot of the yeah, guys that true. are in the league yeah. now, and I was in college with, you know, some really good players and stuff. So I've never been like, they're different human beings than me, you yeah, know? Yeah. I've always had that, like, just genuine connection to these guys. Yeah. Um, humans, yeah. yeah. And, and I think, you know, what's so beneficial about that though, like those skating videos is that when you talk to a hockey player, like they're most comfortable in their skates on the ice, like, yeah. you know, whether you're asking a hard hitting question or a softball, like they'll give you a more genuine response when they're just stick handling a puck and skating around the ice. Yeah. So, I think that's been so beneficial for me is just being in that natural environment, talking to them. Whereas, you know, in those press conferences that you mentioned before with Laviolette, like it's, you know, a recording device and a, a podium and it's very professional. Mm-hmm. Whereas those skates, it's just like, Hey dude, we're just shooting the shit skating around the yeah. ice, you know? I think that's awesome. Um, oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's been yeah. a total dream come true. Like I still can't believe yeah. that I'm doing it. And, you know, obviously if you told me this when I was 10 years old, I would be like, no, like I, I still yeah. I'm blown away when I see myself, yeah. you know, next to Crosby or whatever. Like I think it's it's super cool and yeah. um obviously something I'm very grateful to do. And there's a lot of fun ones coming out. So uh Are there? Okay. yeah, I banged out like ten of them uh in Vegas that day. So uh there there's some good ones coming out that I'm really excited to share. They're yeah. uh they're a lot of fun. Yeah. One thing I always saw like with you guys and even like empty netters guys too, just like the whole like you guys are fans first. I remember someone mm-hmm. said that. And like, that's kind of how it's like a good approach to have. And I think it's also good for the game. I think NHL is like, or the lower of the four big sports, just mm-hmm. like media wise. Um, so I think it's cool that you guys kind of bring that different angle where it's like, we're just like fans of the game yeah. and talk. Mm-hmm. It's not like super professional. Obviously you're not like cussing to them or talking about bad okay. stuff, but uh, <laughs> still, yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of leads into my next thing. I've heard this story, but I want everyone else to hear it. Um, I want to hear about your time with the Cup. And that night after you guys had won with our last minutes that we have. Yeah, I, it is so tough to do it justice. Um, yeah. <laughs> if I could tell everyone not to, like, plug another show, but the Empty Netters podcast that we did the day after that night, mm-hmm. highly Does recommend it? listening to that if okay. you want, like, the real raw story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that night was, like, it's funny for me like i was trying to go home like i was tired i did not want to be out later than like 3 a.m like i was pretty gassed like the cup was great i saw it and i was like how could this night get better like we were just at omnia with the cup like that's it the night's done like get me home i'm exhausted yeah um but chris and dan and grinnell uh were just like dude let's just stay out let's stay out let's stay out yeah so as we're like leaving omnia the nightclub where the golden knights brought the stanley cup to and also really quick you guys saw yeah you Kevin Connolly was there too with the Kevin Connolly, Henrik Lundqvist, with his I love uh, Entourage is like my second favorite show. So dude. when I saw I that he was getting gosh. into hockey, I was like, holy shit. Like that's he's always been into hockey. He's been a diehard Islanders fan yeah. his whole life. Yeah. Um, Even the show that Who's like, your favorite Entourage character? Ari. Ari. Ari's my favorite. I'm a, yeah. drama, I'm a drama guy. I'm a drama. Drama. Guy. Drama's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Funny enough, my my middle name is Chase, so my, my name is Johnny oh, Chase. Really? 
kind of sick. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we saw Connolly and all those guys. And um, as we're leaving Omnia, we ran into Eichel and Colasar and uh, Nick Hague. And they like Eichel was just screaming, like, let's go to McMullins. Let's go to McMullins. And Chris was like, dude, we're going to McMullins. And I was like, it's this place like two and a half miles off the strip. Like we're going to show up and they're not going to be there. Like sure as shit, you know, like whatever. And we go there probably sitting there for like 10 minutes. I ordered this terrible beer. I thought it was a cider and it was not. Um, so made everyone drink that. And I, and like, we, I think Chris was like, all right, they're not showing up boys. Like, let's just have one friend beer and call it a night. And like two minutes after that, we hear the door and it's Eichel, Colasar, Hague, couple of their buddies strolling into this bar with like four people. Like there was no one there. It's yeah. this like old Irish dive bar. Like literally everyone's kind of winding their night down. It's like 4 30 AM. And we're like, Oh my God, like no way. Like the cup wasn't there. So like whatever yeah. we missed that, but we're in a bar now, like 15, 20 people with like three of the Stanley cup champs who are, you know, hammered obviously. And, you know, having like a little intimate setting with them was super cool. Like we spoke to Jack for like probably like an hour and he broke down like each series, like gave us like, you know in-depth detail about like everything from the year and you know there's some stuff obviously i can't repeat but it was just yeah. it was so cool like hearing him just like talk about what it meant to him you know and mm -hmm. it was the most raw genuine conversation i think i've ever had with an athlete granted we were all pretty drunk but it's like yeah. <laughs> you know like that's when the emotion comes out right so yeah um you know we left the bar i think i have a picture it was like 5 45 yeah, that was uh, a pretty good one. There it is. Yeah, yeah. five forty in the morning. Yeah, Yeah, that was uh, yeah. that was a pretty good, pretty good memorable yeah. night. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think that was definitely. Uh, hopefully, they'll have some better nights than that. But I think that might be it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, one last thing. Um, I know a lot of times you always do those on ice things, so I have a couple questions for you. Just yeah. rapid fire, really quick. Yeah. Um. I'm going to steal yours. Uh, who would you want to celebrate a cup win with? Any NHL player, past, present, future? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, any NHL player, past, present, future? I Okay, so right now, the first guy that came to my mind is Dylan Larkin. That guy is so cool, and I feel like he'd be a hell of a time. My roommate oh, yeah. actually grew up playing with him in, in Beltire in Detroit, um, mm -hmm. and I always hear great stories about Larkin, and I got to meet him at the player media tour and that guy is cool as shit. I'd love to, yeah. to have a night with him. In the club for sure. Yeah. I think Phil Kessel would be fun too. Just, Oh yeah. Hot dogs. He's done it before though. It wouldn't be his first time. You want that's a first time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Shit. Mine one just, Ovi came to my mind right away, man. Well, yeah, I mean, he was, <laughs> yeah. No one did it better than him. Yeah. No one did yeah. Than Ovi. yeah. Uh, next one is best Rangers game you witnessed at MSG, like in person. I was at, I've been to a lot of good ones, to be honest. I was at the Stepon overtime game, game seven against the Caps. I was at the Marty St. Louis overtime game against the Canadians. Um, but I would say that Stepon game, just that moment in general, yeah. that was yeah. that was super sick. Like, it really felt like they were going to win the Cup that year. Um, yeah. But also, I will say, the best top to, like, top to bottom game, like, that game seven against the Penguins a couple years ago, that was so sick. That one, that one might be like the best overall game, but the yeah. moment, the moment I would yeah, say. Yeah, the moment of that one, yeah, no, for sure. All right, this one, I've had debates with my friends on this one. What do you think Prime Johnny would be rated in the NHL game? Oh, man, like, <laughs> like are we saying, think, like, yeah. 
Yeah, like, like prime. Yeah. I, I, I truly believe if I played 82 NHL games, I think I could score two goals. Two goals? I think I'd find a way to score two goals. Okay. Yeah, Whether it's like a, a greasy rebound or like, you know, backdoor or whatever, I, I yeah. would find a way, I think. I think the lowest you can get is like 45 overall. Yeah. Maybe like 50 too, too generous. Yeah. Maybe 49. <laughs> stamina was my problem. I had bad stamina, but I could skate. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's funny. Um, and then last one, what would be your, like, if you could pick a goal song just for you and you score, what would that song be? That's a great question. Um, like, not even caring about hyping the fans up? Mm, yeah, but like, it's up to you. I mean, hyping yourself and the fans up, like, just oh my electric. God. That's a that's a tough one. Uh, it's so funny because I ask these questions and I never think about it. I'm putting myself in these guys' shoes now. It's hard. Um, yeah. The first song that came to my mind, which is, I don't know how you guys are going to take this, but it was Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky and Chris Brown. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm bad. a big yeah. I'm a big Lil Dicky fan. So. Uh, okay. So that's what came to my mind, which is probably yeah. the most random answer you could have gotten. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right, Johnny. Well, thank you for having or for coming on to our show. Yeah. Um, really appreciate yeah, anyone that listened. I hope you guys go and follow him. Um, what's your Instagram? Is it just Johnny Lazarus? My Instagram is just my name, Johnny Lazarus, and then yeah. Twitter is jlazzy23. And uh, cool. I am happy to hop on with you guys anytime you need. Seriously, yeah, for uh, sure. Sean, I genuinely meant it. Like it was great yeah. meeting you in Nashville. And no, yeah, the same. And Galley, good hanging out with you over the computer. But uh, yeah, yeah sure. nice well, I'm sure we'll get a. I'm sure we'll get a rip at some point together. Yeah, oh, fuck well, yeah, sure. man. But yeah. yeah, good stuff, guys. Cool. Yeah, let us know I if you're ever well. in Boise, Idaho, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll plan on it. It's not, yeah. uh, not high on the list, but no. um, yeah. if I'm over there, I'll, I'll hit you guys up. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, I'll plug all of his stuff in our bio. So if you guys want to follow him, do anything like that, um, for sure, let us know. And then we'll be back next week talking more hockey. Thanks, fellas.